Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now baseball together welcome back baseball family to another episode of the baseball together podcast we hope you guys have had wonderful holiday celebrations up until now and that you have are preparing to have a wonderful happy new year brad and i decided that because of the holidays uh this week we're going to give you a special edition of the podcast this episode is the rundown of rundowns where we take all the interview rundowns we've done throughout the year and we compile them into one flaming hot rapid fire Q&A session episode. It's a lot of fun. Hopefully you get some great memories out of this like we did. Don't forget, we will be back uh, next Tuesday, actually. We'll be here next Tuesday morning ready to uh, ready to talk hot stove. There's been a lot of happenings. A lot of stuff has gone down. But for now, enjoy the rundowns and we'll catch you next week. Welcome back, baseball family. Today we have a very special guest we're very excited about. We have Jesse Cole, the owner of the Savannah Bananas. That's right. Brig and I, huge Bananas fans, along with, I'm sure, most of you listeners. Welcome, Jesse. How are you today? Uh, Great, guys. Fired up to be with you. Excellent. We're excited. All right. So like we, the same treatment we give all of our guests, Jesse's going to get a rundown. So we're going to get started here with the first question. Jesse, my first question for you is, what is your quest? Ah, my quest is to reimagine and revolutionize the game of baseball. Awesome. What is your favorite color? <laughs> Even my kids know that. And I have toddlers. Yeah. Uh, yellow, <laughs> thousand percent. <laughs> Nice. If the Savannah bananas were a beverage, what would they be? Ooh, we already have that. It's a, uh, it's our split, our banana cream soda. It's delicious. Oh, that sounds, sounds delicious. Awesome. Oh my <laughs> now, real quick follow up: Are you going to be selling that? Are you bringing that with you on the world tour, or is that a Savannah exclusive? For a lot of the cities, we can. For a lot of the cities, we can. Awesome, sweet, very cool. If baseball were a song, Jesse, what would it be? opera oh yes <laughs> that's fantastic we've never had that answer <laughs> and i think i think he's right brig i think I, he's yeah, spot on exactly with that's yeah fantastic. excellent <laughs> what is one unpopular baseball opinion that you have i'm the only owner of a baseball team that will say baseball is too long too slow too boring so i know it's unpopular with a lot of baseball fans but i'm sticking to it yeah i love i think it's awesome um, next question, who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> There's a lot of ways to answer that, but I'm actually, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually going to go with my biggest hero, my actual dad, Kerry Cole, who just turned 74 years old. And, uh, what does he do? He inspires me every day. He's the most positive person in the world. And every day he shows up and ready to have fun. And he used to want to always approach, uh, baseball is act like you've done it before, but now he's like, Jesse, whatever you're doing, just keep doing it. Keep bringing fun to the game. So I'm still just a kid trying to make my dad proud. That's nice. awesome. That's awesome. So good. 
All right, you were you were a pitcher, right? Uh, yes, thank you for the kind words. Yes, I, I I tried to pitch. Yes, I understand that. Who is one major leaguer you would be able to strike out today? Well, I actually struck out some major leaguers. So, uh, you know, very fortunate. So I, I pitched at Wofford College, Division One school, and we played South Carolina regularly. So I, I struck out Steve Pierce, obviously, uh, with the Red Sox, won the World Series there. Um, let me see. I struck out a few other, maybe Landon Powell. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me see. Justin Smoke. Nope, he popped up in foul territory on a one-two changeup. But I've got, out, <laughs> I've got out some major leaguers back in college back in the day. Nice. That's wonderful. Nice. All right, my last question is, besides original, what is your favorite sunflower seed flavor? I do not choose sunflower seeds. I have one rule when it comes to food. Um, I don't do any food that takes work. Like any food that like you have like bones, like like wings with bones, it's just too much work for me. Give me the food so I can eat everything off my plate. Sunflower seeds, you got to do all that work inside. It's too much for me. It's awesome. I get it. I get it. Yeah. 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 That's a, that's not an unpopular opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Very common. All right, that's our rundown. Let's take a short break. When we get back, we're going to get into some of the, I guess, I guess some of the weeds or whatever. I don't know. We'll get into it, Jesse. Welcome back, baseball family. Today we have another very special guest. We have David Page. He is the creator of one of my favorite shows, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, and also the author of the book food americana he's a food guy so we're gonna end up talking about stadium food because brig and i are always talking about it we love it so much so we're gonna get into that later but first we're gonna give him the same treatment we give all of our guests he's gonna get a rundown so david my first question for you is what is your quest my quest to be creative um i've uh, I've been in journalism in some way for a half a century. I started in radio. I recently returned to radio. I'm doing a syndicated radio show. I just need to be creative. And um, I'm not one for hobbies. I'm one for avocations. The things that I like to do, that's what I do. Man. That was, love it. I so felt much. that deeply. That's how I, I did. Too. What? Did I make you shudder? Yeah. <laughs> David, what is your favorite color? Orange. Ooh. I like had to think about it. Yeah. All right. We were talking before you talked about your Red Sox fan, correct? Oh, yeah. But see, I was a Red Sox fan when it was painful. I was a Red Sox fan before Theo. No, my big year, I was 12 or 13 in 1967 when Yastrzemski had that year, which, by the way, is still um, the second highest single season OPS to the babe. Uh, that, that, was, that was my year. Now, I'm also a baseball fan in general, uh, although the strike took a bit away from my love of the game. Nonetheless, when I lived in Minnesota, when I was doing diners, drive-ins and dives, we were living in Minnesota. My production company was there and I uh, actually bought uh, on the company dime. So I could, you know, say, here you go, you go, you go. The ridiculous super duper seats in the special section behind home plate where you get 
valet parking and access behind you to the the food and the club. That was the year they lost 99 games. So (laughs) I couldn't give the damn tickets away. That was $30,000 down the drain. But great suits, great food. So real quick, though, I'm going to deviate from the rundown real quick. So was that at Target Field, right? It was the... uh, First or second year, I think it was the okay. first year. Target Field was did open. they have? No, did they year. have? Did they have that secret cafe or whatever under the, uh, under the first base, like behind the first base dugout? Did they have Not that? Right. It was like it's under the seats. Well, the 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 club that goes with the super duper seats actually is pretty extensive, um, and I guess under the seats because when you walk through one of the entrances there to the field, you pass the indoor batting cage that the players use. Okay. That might be the one because um, I went, I actually went and covered a game there as a, as part of a journalism conference and Mm -hmm. they took us like this back way under this, under the stadium. That's that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is like the coolest thing I've ever seen. The thing that was really cool is you had valet parking. So you drive up to the door to this club and you just drop your car and then you'd go in and eat and see the game and come back. It was was fantastic. It was just great. That's awesome. Ballet's the only way to go. It really well, is. It's, you know, it's Especially funny. Game. It's funny yeah. because a lot of the reason people don't go to games as much in um, suburban areas, you know, it's different in, in like Chicago, you get on the L. But it, it, there's this whole calculus, you know, where do I park? What does it cost? What's the rush going to be? Do I have to leave at the seventh inning? All of that stuff really plays into it in a way it doesn't in Boston, for example. You know. Yep. Yeah. In Seattle, you're you're guaranteed to be tripled parked, so you can't leave till the game's over. Yeah, that, that takes the fun out of so much. But look, I grew up in New York, so my grandfather would take me to the old Yankee stadium and we'd go by train and, you know, you walk out and there it is and hoo ha, everything's wonderful. Uh, which is, you know, I, I prefer baseball as, um, a close by sport, but reality's reality. Yeah. <laughs> Although there's nothing like walk, walking up that hill on Boylston and the Sitco sign. I don't know if the sign's still there. It might've gone down. The Sitco sign is there. It's like a national landmark. That when you were a kid, that that's that's something special. When you know. Okay, so let's go back to the Red Sox real quick. If the Red yeah. Sox were a beverage, what would they be? Well, in in my day, they would most mostly have been flat ginger ale because <laughs> they couldn't do anything. Uh, today, they'd be a designer fizzy water because of the way they implemented science to improve on tradition. Excellent. Uh, Is there a maximum age? Like, is there a ceiling on the age at which it's appropriate to take a baseball glove to a baseball game? 112. Yes. I think that sounds about right. (laughs) But, 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 you gotta be... If you're an adult, you got to do what I saw that guy do the other day. If you catch a fly, you have to give it to a kid. You don't get to take it home. That's right. That yep. is the correct answer, 100%. Love it. What is one unpopular opinion you have? 
that the television coverage of Roe versus Wade, um, despite the fact that I'm extremely liberal and was deeply dismayed by that decision, I thought the coverage was skewed heavily um, against the folks who wanted to ban abortion. Uh, I don't believe in the conspiracy theories that mainstream media is liberally skewed on purpose, but I think the story, so many of the people covering it are of my political persuasion and were so angry that day that nobody did a piece um, allowing the folks who won to exult in the victory and to explain that for them, this was a great moral um, step forward. Everything else said it's a step backward, which I happen to believe not to get political on a baseball podcast, but I thought the coverage sucked. Yeah. We, we lament that a lot with journalism backgrounds as well. Yeah. I just, you know, I, I look, I worked in the middle East a lot. I'm a very pro Israeli Jew. I had to filter all of that out and make doubly sure that my coverage of the Israeli-Palestinian conflicts was objective as hell. Uh, I was part of a documentary that pretty much kicked Israel in the behind for um, what had, and this was 20 years after the Six-Day War, for what was happening to the country in terms of treatment of the Palestinians. If you're a journalist, uh, I'm getting real serious here on a baseball podcast, but if you're a journalist, you've got to check your personal opinions at the door. And I just didn't think that happened the other day. You're a celebrity guest on a game show. Uh, what show are you on? Hollywood Squares. <laughs> are you the middle square or are you a peripheral? No, I'm right next to Paul Lynn. No. Pardon me. No one has ever been better than Paul Lind, but I want to be next to him so we can kibitz during the breaks. Awesome. (laughs) What is the best baseball movie ever made? Oh, Field of Dreams, of course. Awesome. Um, I found the natural unsatisfying. Ooh. Brig has an opinion on that. Deep cut. We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Um, which, uh, sorry, if baseball were an ice cream flavor, David, what would it be? Coffee. Basically generic, but with a little bit of zing. <clears throat> I like it. Love it. Well, I, I only have two flavors in my freezer, vanilla and coffee. There you oh, go. There you go. And we actually get vanilla a lot. Well, look, vanilla's good. When you're <laughs> when you're sitting around at night watching something on streaming, <clears throat> pardon me, and you look at your wife and say, "You want a little ice cream to justify your having the ice cream?" You know, you, you can't. You don't want chunky monkey. That that's it's a little heavy for eleven o'clock yeah. at night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is your walk-up song? Back in the USSR, but only because I have a personal connection to that song. When I first started network news in Chicago, this was before the days when everyone had a satellite and you could feed video from everywhere. So we pretty much were in a Learjet at least two or three times a week going to some story, you know, in Iowa. 
And the first time I got into the Lear, the the cameraman, who later went on to become George Bush's lighting director, and and uh, was a great guy, Bobby DeServe. He put the eight track, eight track. He put the eight track in the player and timed the takeoff roll sound in Back to the USSR to our takeoff roll in the Lear. And he would do that every time. So it's my favorite. That's my walk up song. Nice. That's awesome. Love it. Um, my last question, and I think maybe Brad has one more. How would the baseball be different right now, uh, or even America's relationship with it, if the Dodgers had not left Brooklyn? I don't think it would be because someone was going to go west. The Giants were going. It, I mean, the short-term answer is it would have delayed the national fascination with baseball that was brought about by television. But um, in the long term, Western expansion was inevitable. And during the down days of baseball, immediately after the strike, I don't think New York could have supported three teams. Yeah, I think mm. you're right. We did find out a couple right. weeks ago that it sounds like New York's looking for another team eventually. Potentially, so yeah. That, Yeah, potentially. That would be really oh, you mean a good one. What was that? They're looking for a good team. <laughs> <laughs> they well, have two I think terrific teams right now. Yeah, they do. They won't <laughs> learn. I, I, I found out the, the other day what where the name Dodgers came from. Did you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's really... That's so Brooklyn. It, it, folks at home, it's because in the old days when Brooklyn had trolleys, if you ran in front of the trolley, you were known as a trolley dodger. So, But it's like, you know, there's sports teams that have names that make no sense. The New Orleans jazz made perfect sense. There is no jazz in Utah. You know, the, the Minnesota Lakers made perfect sense, the land of 10,000 lakes. It, you know, it, it's not it, the name makes no sense in California. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that, and I always, yeah, I've always wondered about that why they don't change names to make it more geographically appropriate. The, the but L.A. Dodgers, Jazz. though, like that's such a brand. It's become well. That's brand. the point. I mean, although the Jazz have never been a big deal anywhere, so I think you can change <laughs> that name and get away with it. <laughs> it's very I grew up in Utah. Yeah, <laughs> right south of Salt Lake in the Provo area, right where What's, BYU is. Well, Pro, Provo is interesting because. Provo. Oh wait, it's not Provo. Where's the skiing? North of uh, Park City. City. Yeah, Park City. I, when I was writing the book, I, I was uh, I featured a place in Salt Lake that makes lobster rolls because they actually won uh, Down East Magazine's best lobster roll in the entire known world competition one year. Although they're from Boston, so you know. Sure, but, um, yeah. <laughs> we were discussing um, Park City is not Utah. Park City is a bunch yeah. of transplanted New Yorkers and Californians who like to ski. So yeah. it was a very different environment. Now, Provo is the college town, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Where's West Valley? That's just south? It's up it's by Salt Lake. Southwest Salt of Salt Lake, Lake City. Yeah. When I was with ABC, I did one of the first pieces on the explosion in methamphetamines. And we centered it on... Um, uh, I just mentioned the place. West Valley. West Valley. West Valley. Yeah. Mostly because there was a cop there who was really good at undercover and would let us in. But the fact is, it's awesome. Um, it was, uh, there was a major problem. 
I think there's still a major problem. Everybody, yeah. well, kind of like Breaking Bad, I guess. Everyone cooking yeah, yeah. nothing in their underwear. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Do right, N95 last... masks before they oh. were popular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, last question for you, and then we'll take a break. Would you sign a petition to have Rob Manfred decommissioned? That's the word that we're using, decommissioned. No, because all of these commissioners do what the owners tell them to do. It's, you know, is he good for the game? No. Was Bart Giamatti good for the game? Theoretically, but no, because he um, he was a rebel. Look, you're an employee of the owners. Um, if it's decided that the way to jazz up the game is... Um, the designated hitter in both leagues, it's going to happen. I, personally, uh, I've never liked the designated hitter. I think it's a terrible idea. But, um, you know, no, the game doesn't stay static. Uh, hell, they lowered the mound in 1969 because in 68, the only American League player to hit 300 was Yastrzemski at 301. I mean, you know, yeah. they, they, they play with the statistics. It's like... It's like in basketball, Kareem just came out and pointed out that he's still the scoring leader and he only made one three-point shot. (laughs) All of today's numbers are skewed by the three-point shot. It's apples and oranges. You know, people say in argument that Babe Ruth, uh, you know, it was a million years ago, he's not the greatest home run hitter. Really? You find me someone today who hits as many home runs as all the other teams combined, and he can be the greatest home run. Thank you. (laughs) There you go. I have figured Brig deeply last night comparing Daniel Vogelbach to Babe Ruth. (laughs) Oh, man. I'll never be the same. Our relationship took a huge, huge hit. Okay. (laughs) Great. Mostly it's body shape, but anyway. Uh Uh-huh. Stop. No, if it's body yeah. shape, I could play. The first rule of holes, Brad, is when you're in one, stop digging. <laughs> <laughs> and well, that, let's take a quick buy a ladder. You can always oh, do yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about stadium food with David. Welcome back, baseball family. We have a very special guest for you today. We're excited to bring him on. Four-time All-Star, eight-time Gold Glover, World Series champion and owner of one of the greatest catches in MLB history. He's currently an analyst for the Cardinals TV. We have Jim Edmonds. How are you, Jim? I'm good. You look like you're reading your notes over there. So I just I was reading my notes. Yeah, I'll call you out a little bit on that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm good. Thanks for having me. <laughs> We appreciate you being here. We are uh, really excited to talk about a couple of things. Specifically, we want to know, um, well, we want to get our, our let our fans know you a little bit better. So we're going to break the ice with a rundown that we do. You're getting ready to get caught in a rundown. Oh and uh, we're going to rapid fire hit you with some questions. You ready? Yep. First question, what is your quest? Oh, uh, my quest is over. I just want to be left alone now. <laughs> um, I don't have a quest. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't have a quest. I, I, I'm trying to be a uh, a good father, a good uh, husband, and a good person. That's my quest now. I I tried the baseball thing. It, it worked out for a while, but this part of life is a lot tougher. Yeah, that's awesome. It really is. All right. Next question. What is your favorite color? Um, red for the Cardinals. 
Awesome. Uh, if the Cardinals were a beverage, what would they be? Tequila. Yeah. <laughs> That family friendly. <laughs> yeah, you good. You good. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Diet Coke or tequila? <laughs> Maybe tequila in a Diet Coke. And just ice. <laughs> <laughs> right. Besides original, what is the best sunflower seed flavor? Oh man, gosh, I really don't like them. Um, I guess I could deal with barbecue the most. I got kids, man, and my son, he's got the dill pickle and the ranch and the, uh, they have fire. Like, I don't, I can't even, I'm just like, don't they just have the old school David with the little red and blue and, or whatever it is. And I, now I go in there and I'm like, do you guys have sunflower seeds? And they're like, yeah, they're right there. I'm like, oh, those are sunflower seeds. <laughs> so many different kinds, you know, it's, it's unbelievable. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um, other than your sunflower seed opinion, do you have another unpopular opinion? <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan of Joe Biden. Yeah, I don't know why that's on my mind. I guess because I turn on Fox News every morning and or all the news channels. But uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of what's going on in the world right now. Sad. Yeah, yeah, it is sad. Yeah. Is there a maximum allowable age that it's appropriate for an adult to bring a baseball glove to a baseball game? Um, ooh, no. Well, okay, let's that's two different angles on this. I would say no before, but now the net. So I would say that you don't need a baseball glove if you're, you know, sitting down low. But no, I, I think that. Um, I think, yeah, I'm going to go backwards. I'm sorry. Yeah, maybe as a grown man, maybe as, yeah, I think you don't need a glove if you're a grown man, right? What do you guys think? I'm going to go with, all the time. <laughs> I'm gonna go, yeah, I'm going to go with like 18, 16. Okay. I don't know. My son doesn't take a, a glove to the games and he's 16. So I think he either get out of the way or, 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 or own it, but I have one piece. I have one piece of advice for everyone out there: Do not try to catch a foul ball that is coming in hot. Get out of the way. Yep. Yeah, nice. I think you're right on that. So, follow up question on that though: What if you are sitting in the outfield though? Is that coming in pretty hot out there? I mean, I've never honestly never caught a home run ball, so I don't know how fast that's coming in. It seems like it'd be coming in pretty quick. Well, I've I got think... little like girly hands, and I don't want to break yeah. a finger. You don't look like you have girly hands with that, you know, that maybe that beard is he hiding behind that beard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I think that you can handle it. I, I don't think that it's going to be an easy catch, but it, you know, by, by all means, it's, it's slowing down a little bit. Awesome. Good to know. I'm going to use Danny. that on the broadcast though. I like that question. I'm going to ask Danny that. Yeah. Excellent. I love it. Uh, my qu- next question is, uh, what is your favorite baseball movie? Um, I think Bull Durham, maybe. I think that's really the only one I've really gotten through. You know, I, some of the other ones that are far-fetched. I think it's the closest one to maybe being real. I love Kevin Costner. He's uh, a friend of mine. Um, he's from Southern California. I've gotten to meet him a bunch. Uh, and so, I, yeah, I really like his movies. But I really think Bull Durham is probably as close, uh, as realistic as you can get. Like start to finish or just the baseball parts? Um, kind of the whole, I, I don't know about start to finish, but the good portion of it, like even the whole, um, you know, thing with the, with the, the, 
the the white the you know the mom um, housing the players. I don't know about the relationship part, but it seems a little awkward with Nick Lelouch or whatever his name is, Nick Lelouch. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think the whole thing, like you know, guys meet like that. What is her name, Millie, and they get married mm-hmm. right there on the field, and then the baseball part, and then guys trying to you know figure out a way to get a day off with the rain delay and the, the sprinklers and the drinking and the bus rides and the and the fights and all. Yeah, I think it's pretty realistic. It really is. Yeah, I think he did a really nice job capturing, even though what people probably don't think it's real, but pretty good job. That's awesome. Love it. If baseball was an ice cream flavor, what would it be? That's a really strange question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. I can't answer that one. I guess. Skip. Let's come back to that one. Okay. All right. Would I you sign, of that one. Would you sign a petition to have Rob Manfred decommissioned? Um. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't really. I don't know if 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 it's his fault what goes on in the world today with baseball, or if it's just the baseball path that's been created over time. I, I try not to get involved in that stuff. I actually, to be honest with you, don't. When I go home, I, I shut it down. You know, I didn't follow the strike. People kept asking me what's going on and the lockout and all that because um, it kind of just goes up and down so much each day. I just felt like, and even when I played, I didn't really pay attention to all the offseason moves. I just figured when it's time to go to work, I'll know who's on my team. When it's time to go to work now, I'll know that where my broadcasts are going to be and I'll go from there. I don't like to get caught up in all of that um, that stuff. So I'm gonna say uh, no. I wouldn't. I don't need. I don't think. I don't think we need a, a a new commissioner just as yet because I think anyone else out there is probably going to be stuck in the same same boat. You know, I think the baseball issues have been um, the issues of time. You know, I, the one thing I do not like is change. I think they're trying too hard to change the sport. Um, to make it something else. And I just, you know, it's kind of like watching the NFL now, if you kind of touch the quarterback, even though I think it's important to protect the quarterback, um, especially with the speed of the game. Now, I think that they need to like tighten it up a little bit and same with baseball. I think they need to go back to some of the rules and kind of just um, baseball's baseball. You can't, you know, it's not meant to be sped up or slowed down or, you know, the, the double play thing drives me insane, even though the, double plays that our team turns is they're unbelievable because now you're still the ball to second base at any time and it can't be broken up. So I guess if you have a team like that, you want to see the second baseman saved. But I also think that the old school ways of getting a run across uh, breaking up a double play is part of the game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we awesome. actually had um, a guest on last week that kind of changed our thought on, on the commissioner that we've been like our lane for a long time had been, that he does need to be out yeah, as commissioner. Like but we kind of this. softened on that. So tell me why. I'd like to hear this. I think it's interesting. Yeah, he said um, that it was the owners. He's basically an employee of the owners, yeah. and you know they they're calling the shots. He's kind of the scapegoat figurehead, um, and we're all calling for his head on a pike. But we don't have the full uh, information. That that's th- basically that's, what we said. That's actually really true. And if you think about that, how bizarre is the fact that the commissioner of baseball is run by the ownership? and not a group. And that's why I was saying time has put that man there. You know, even when Bud Selig was there, 
no one really liked him, but he was just doing what he was told to do. Yeah. And, you know, the strikes and the lockouts and stuff are going to happen. I wish they would. Um, I wish they could figure out a way to manage it where it's just on an escalating scale and a percentage that will stay in place for, say, 20 years. Because I think the fans don't want to see this every two and three and four years. And um, the one thing, too, also is, you know, like there's so many things that, that can be honed in as far as the salary caps and the, and the money spent versus money taken in. And then the players are asking to up the, you know, the minimum salary from, say, 550 to eight or whatever. It's pennies compared to all of the other stuff that comes after you make your mark. So I see it both ways. And I just think there's too much asking on both sides to just kind of keep the game flowing for the sake of the game. But I, I do agree with whoever that was, as he is just a kind of a little bit of a figurehead. Yeah. yeah. Um, which current MLB pitcher would you take yard and not just yard, but the deepest? <laughs> Man, I don't know. I, I, I've learned to respect the game a little bit more, but, uh, I'm going to say Adam Wainwright just because he's my buddy and I'd love to hit a home run off of him. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Um, me, I owe him. He struck me out a couple times when I was with the, uh, I was with the Brewers. So I owe him one. Last question for you. What baseball movie needs to be made? Is there a storyline that you've been a part of or have always loved that, that really just needs to be made into a film? You know, the thing with baseball is, the the you know in the past was so wide open i don't know if you could like let everyone know what was going on behind the scenes um i love the ricky and keel story the book um i think the minor leagues the real minor league story um would be cool if someone that maybe went through the minor leagues for 10 11 years uh, and then got called up you see it starting to happen a little bit more but i also think um the latin story i think is important I think the Cuban story would be amazing. Um, you know, we were just doing a thing. Uh, Jorge Soler was just here with us um, playing against the Cardinals. And, you know, I believe the story was he was 18 and him and his father took a boat over to get out of Cuba. I mean, can you imagine that story? And I think they're on the boat for a while, not wow. just a day or two. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they risked everything, you know. Um, yeah. And there's a few of those guys. I, I think that, you know, when those players actually still talk about it, tears come to their eyes of what the, you know, the opportunity opens up and the chances that their family could still be punished back in Cuba. Um, I think that's an interesting story. I think the minor league to get to the big leagues over time is a good one, but I think that the Latin story, even the Dominican and the uh, Edgar Renteria in Colombia, but the Cuban story is pretty amazing. I think. Yeah. I those would be, man, those would be awesome. I hadn't even thought uh, of that. I mean, That'd be great. Edgar Renteria told me that they would hit a bottle cap with a broomstick and his glove was a milk carton wow. growing up. So wow. I think those are untouched. Yeah, yeah. they are. That's awesome. awesome. Well, that's All a right, great well, one to end on. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to get into more of the nitty gritty and, and everything with Jim Edmund. Welcome back, baseball family, to another episode of the Baseball Together podcast. We have a special guest with us here. D.C. Glenn is in the house. Yeah. How you doing, D.C.? I'm doing wonderful. How you good gentlemen doing? I'm doing, doing great. Thank well. you. Good. Appreciate, appreciate you being here with us. We're going to go into jump into a rundown really quick, and then we'll give you a chance to introduce yourself. But we're going to break some ice real quick. First, 
First question on the rundown is, what is your quest? My quest to have it all. Plain yeah. and simple. I nice. want it all. That's it. <laughs> no, you know, I mean, people are, you know, I'm a motivational speaker, and I ask people that question all the time because people are always complaining. And I'm like, what do you want? And they don't even know. They can't even answer that question because they're so, you know, ecstatic about being in their own misery. And they're like, well, what do you want? I'm like, I want it all. And that's what I prepare for. That's what I hustle every day for. So I know that's a a general answer, but I'm so serious. By the end of this conversation, you'll know why. <laughs> I, love I love it. That's a great answer. It's a fantastic answer. Okay, next question. What is your favorite color? My favorite color is uh, Fiji Island sea blue because it's not just any blue it's the blue that you see on the movies where it just the ultimate look of paradise that's my favorite color that type of blue Man. I actually have it on <laughs> that's funny that's gonna say is that the color of your shirt <laughs> you know i so it's I knew, my shirt <laughs> i knew a guy who spent a couple years in fiji and he told me he's like the beaches in fiji hit different Yep. It's 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 different than Hawaii. He's like Hawaii is ugly compared to Fiji. Oh, Fiji so. is because it's it's untapped somewhat, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And that's is true nature. You know what I mean? But I mean, the whole world is kind of touched by things being thrown in the ocean, but there are certain places where it's still you still can find the blue water. And that's that's the type of blue that I like. I love it. Next question. If your favorite baseball team were a beverage. Mm -hmm. What would what would it be? Hmm. My favorite baseball team. Well, I don't know, but I know I love Sunkiss Orange. So, something <laughs> 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 Sunkiss Orange that's in Atlanta. I'm good. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so I guess next season the Braves are going to change their uniforms to orange. <laughs> Special edition. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the, 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 the scoop there it is edition. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> like that, like that Sherbert orange. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I'd be here for that. That's the city series. Call Nike. Get him on the phone. Yeah, exactly. there we go. Exactly. There we go. Besides original, what is the best sunflower seed flavor? Original, uh probably salt and vinegar. Mm. Is that a first? That. I've never that had first? that. That's uh, the first time we've had that one, and I've salt. never had it. But man, I got to jump on that. Either, either salt, either salt and vinegar, or dill pickle. Oh yeah. Brad's got an opinion salt. about dill pickle. I do have an opinion about dill pickle, but I'm going to save it for another day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm going to have to go find myself some salt and vinegar seeds like today. Yeah. Because I am a compulsive sunflower seed eater, I keep this at my desk, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, all day long, <laughs> all day long. That's right. Uh, next question: Is there a maximum age that it's appropriate to bring a baseball glove to a ball game? No. Whew. Think about it. 
This is why this is how you get away with it. You can bring a baseball game to a you could you could bring a baseball glove to a game as long as if you catch a ball, you give it to a kid. Seven thousand percent agree. Yep. That's the only way you get away with it. <laughs> that's right. If you don't, that's some every every woman in the stands is looking at you like that's so lame. <laughs> <laughs> and then probably everyone's looking at you like, I wish I could bring my my, my glove to the game. <laughs> hey, 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 whatever, whatever your choice is, as long as if somebody says to you, What man, you too old to be bringing. I said, No, nah, man, I bring these to the game. So if I catch a ball, I can give it to a kid. Can't nobody argue. answer. No, you're right. You're right. Love it. Yeah. And if you bring your own kid to the game, then it's easy. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, got gloves. It's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All the single dudes out there start taking notes. If you're a yeah. single dad, you start <laughs> taking notes. <laughs> There's a chick you like, take her son to the game. <laughs> oh, that's easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. What is the name of your autobiography? Hmm. Learn how to learn. Wow. Plain and simple. It's deep. I like it. Because that's it what I live deep. by. It's not enough to just learn. Mm -hmm. You got to learn how to learn. Right? When you learn how to learn, then the world is open to you. You're not doing what everybody else is doing. You're not doing the same mundane things. You see things clearly. Right? They call me DC, the brain supreme for a reason. And I live by that motto. I just, I hustle, I play offense, and I just keep it moving, right? I stay positive. I look at the glass, half full, not empty. And I just keep it pushing. And I love to learn because that is the thing that sets you free. That is the thing that makes you ambidextrous in life, right? Anything that comes at you, you can handle it because you've educated yourself in tactics that can overcome any type of negative emotion or negative thing that happens to you. And you just end up learning how to flip something negative into something positive because we are living in a bizarro world, whether you want to believe it or not. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right now we're in the bizarro world, but who says you can't flourish in the bizarro world? Right? It's, another, it's just another world. So how do you how do you bring positivity and flourish in that world when everybody's being negative? And those are the things that learning how to learn will help you achieve. I'm deep. Sorry. Man. <laughs> I love it. That's I fantastic. love it too. Uh, hey, man, I'm different. You know what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> yeah. Hustling, right? And these are just tactics. These are tactics to help you get what you want. These are tactics to help you impose your will. You know, I had a post the other day. I said, uh, what did it say? It said, uh, I forgot what it said. It said something about, uh, uh, I can't remember it. I'll remember it later on. Let's, let's keep moving. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and, and I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. <bro. laughs> That'll happen. I hear that's what happens. <laughs> that's what happens. <laughs> All right, I got next question for you. Who is your daddy and what does he do? Uh, let's see. <laughs> Who is my dad? Kind of like, you know, like like in the uh, context of Pedro. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. Or, yeah. <laughs> Pedro. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about in the context of Pedro? No, no, it's a quote from Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> Actually, it, it, okay, so my father has passed, right? But he's still my daddy because he's taking care of me in spirit. And and ever since he's passed, my life has just flourished. And I, I I have no words for it. So it's all good. It is all good. Man, That's, we're gonna stop asking you lighthearted questions. It's Pedro. <laughs> uh money. <laughs> <It's> money. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> ain't that the truth he <laughs> is my daddy <laughs> yeah that's right that's right <laughs> definitely, definitely man so hey man it's all good all right dc if you could be a celebrity guest on any glam any glam show any game show <laughs> what would it be uh, what is your game show of choice <laughs> game show of choice uh that's a good one family feud I like, that. I like that show. It's so fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's I mean, just, you know, those are the ones you grew up with, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have to say Family Feud, you know, because it just, there's nothing better. And it's easy. It's easy for everybody, right? It's mm-hmm. not one of those ones where it just, okay, this is boring. Let's get to the good part. Family Feud is just from the beginning to the end. It's good. Now, if we go old school, maybe the gong show. maybe that one but that's about it yeah yeah that is a good one though it it is for everybody you don't have to be like ultra smart like on jeopardy like Mm no bunch of useless stuff but yeah it's it's fun definitely harvey does a great job too i love that guy yeah he's awesome okay last question from me is uh if if baseball were an ice cream flavor what is it what's baseball's ice cream flavor French vanilla, Rocky Road, chocolate, peanut butter, cookie dough, scoop, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I had to. I'm sorry. (laughs) Briggs going to lob you in a meatball. You're going to hit it out of the park. I had to love it. That's fantastic. I'm just grooving them right now. (laughs) Let's end on that one. Let's take a quick break. When we get back, we got more at DC Glenn. Welcome back, baseball family. Uh, we have a really exciting opportunity to talk to Michael Seeley today. As you can see, he's right here, if I can get the pointing correct. Michael Seeley's here. He's a mental performance coach. He specifically works with athletes, but he's also a, a psychotherapist. Is that correct, Michael? That's correct. Awesome. And we're going to get into what it takes to be in the mind of an athlete, um, what baseball players go through specifically, and how that might be different from what the normal population goes through. But before we do that, you know we got to go through a rundown. So you're going to get caught in the rundown, Michael. And we're going to hit you with a bunch of questions uh, starting right now. Our first question always is, what is your quest? What is my quest? My quest is to help athletes perform their best so that they can up-level everybody in their sport and inspire the fans. Awesome. Keeping it simple. Right. If that's going on, everyone's happy. I like that's it. That's awesome. That's yeah. great. My question for you is what is your favorite color? Red. Passionate. Awesome. It's always always been that way. I, I've kind of gone back and forth. I've liked 
like gold before and blue, but like red is just, you know, it just, it just shouts. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, if what, first of all, what's your favorite baseball team? Milwaukee Brewers. Okay. I, so I grew Milwaukee. Up, go yeah, ahead. I grew up go ahead. Um, so like, it's kind of died in the wool. Like I, I always love them. So that's some loyalty there. Uh, second would probably be the SF giants. I lived in the San Francisco Bay area for quite a while. So awesome. Yeah. And if the Brewers were a beverage, what would they be? Wow. If they were a beverage, that's interesting. Well, I mean, clearly beer would be the answer. I think. <laughs> trying to be uh, imaginative, but I mean, beer, right? So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. There you go. That was my first thought with the Brewers. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Besides original, what is the best sunflower seed flavor? Whew. Wow. Not a big sunflower seed eater. But I'm going to say, like, barbecue? I don't know. Yeah, it's a good, solid choice. It huh? is. Strong choice, especially We're with Schnitzeri. I have to plug it because it's so good. But, man, <laughs> yeah. it's the best. <laughs> it is the best. Next question for you. Is there a maximum age where it's appropriate or inappropriate to bring a ball glove to a baseball field as, as, a, as a, you know, a viewer? Yeah, a maximum age. Interesting. You know, it kind of makes me think like if somebody is, you know, 80 to 90 years old and they catch a ball glove, like that's amazing. But maybe there's a zone where that's kind of like you might not want to do it, which might be, I don't know, 30 to 30 to 70, I think. Yeah. But right. it's, it's, that's a no go. Yeah. Bring your glove, have fun, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. probably the most comprehensive answer we've gotten because a lot of people For say sure. like it's fine, you know, you catch a ball, you give it to a kid, and you that's how yeah. you justify bringing your your glove to the game. But we had Jim Edmonds on. He said, "No, don't do it. You don't need to." He's like, "You, he's like, either get out of the way because you don't want to catch it anyway because it's coming in yeah. too hot, or just own it and catch it barehanded." And I was like, "I don't know. I'll break the finger. I'm really worried yeah. about that." But <laughs> I think I think I've. And it's the barehanded catch is pretty cool. So <laughs> it is cool, it especially is. with the beer in the one man. hand and the catch in the other. Like that's impressive. <laughs> yeah. What is the name of your autobiography? Make the break. Meaning Ooh. this, uh, my sport, my big sport was bicycle racing. And there's a thing called a breakaway where you break away from the pack. And I discovered how to do that when I was a teenager. And, um, I've, told the story about that's a big long story but um it's actually a book i'm working on so awesome yeah great that's fantastic we're gonna have to talk about that in the main segment of the interview but what i want to know is do you what is your most unpopular baseball opinion Oof. my my most unpopular baseball opinion um i would say you know do away with the cameras for the um the judging the pitches you know that the instant replays on the pitch, like that's just, to me, that's just not baseball. And yeah. I, some of my, some of my friends who are my age agree. Some of the younger folks are like, yeah, no, it's good. It actually improves the sport. I'm like, I don't care if you're logical It's you're just wrong. Like, it just, <laughs> <laughs> there's something about tradition and baseball yeah. is such a traditional sport. And it's just, I mean, that's like half the sport right there is just a tradition in my opinion. So, so there you go. I'm a traditionalist, so I agree with you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're all smart. We're all, we're I'm a little more. I'm a little more liberal with uh, with baseball. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. 
If you could have one piece of baseball memorabilia from history, what would it be? Mm, I would say a, a jersey from when the Brewers went to um, the World Series in uh, 1982. Any any one of the players on that team. That That's would be. Awesome. I have that on my wall. It'd be it would be amazing. That's awesome. Is there any particular player that you can call back to that that really just has stuck with you? Uh, Robin Yount. Do you remember him? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Very, very solid player. Always had great uh, batting average, great fielder, um, great charisma. Yeah, I, he would probably be my favorite. That's awesome. Um, what is your go-to food at the concession stand? Well, um, having seen a number of Brewers games, it would be a, a brat, not a hot dog, but a brat, right? Yeah. Definitely yes. like a, a beer-battered brat. Um, and if you're in Milwaukee, maybe deep fried cheese curds. Oh, yes, for sure. Yeah. And stack that up, um, chase it with a good cold beer and that's heaven right there. That's awesome. <laughs> if baseball was an ice cream flavor, what would it be? Wow. Baseball was an ice cream flavor. Um, for some reason, Cherry Garcia comes to mind that Ben oh, and Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know why. I probably have to be psychoanalyzed for that to really get to the <laughs> of that answer. I don't know. So. All right. Last two questions for you. The, the, my last question is if you're a celebrity guest on a game show, um, what show is it? Um, God, I haven't watched game shows in, in a long, long time. But doesn't Steve Harvey have a, like a family feud? Does he do yeah. that? Yeah, he sure does. <laughs> Yeah, it'd probably be that just because I like Steve Harvey. So who doesn't, honestly? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's it's so hilarious. great on my show. So yeah. good. All right, last question. What is your walk-up song? Mm. Wow, what's my walk-up song? It'd probably be um We Will Rock You by Queen. Love right? Queen. I mean, Solid. That's, you know, Stomping your feet on the bleachers, you know, and the clapping, like that's the classic one. Yeah. How has that that's not great. made it to one of our walk-up song episodes, Brig? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't, I don't. <laughs> so probably because it's such a bold pick that who would you assign that to is probably part of the problem. But that's, right. that's you're probably right. Yeah, you're have probably to back right. It up, right? Yeah. yeah. Definitely. All right, Michael, baseball family, we're gonna take a quick break. When we get back, we're gonna dive deeper into uh into what Michael does. Welcome back, baseball family. Today we have a very special guest, somebody I am very excited to talk to today, um, somebody I've actually listened to a lot, David Sampson. He is a former MLB executive and current host of the Nothing Personal with David Sampson podcast. Welcome, David. How are you today? Good. How are you guys doing? We're doing Great. well. We're excited. Really happy. So we thought we'd give everybody a chance to get to know David. So we're going to do the same thing with him that we do with all of our guests. He's going to get a rundown. So first, David, first question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Bring it on. I'm distracted by the Expos cap, but I'm going to get through it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first question. What is your quest? Vision. What is Ooh. my quest? Seriously, you're asking me that? Uh, yeah. My quest in life, my quest in work. Should I just answer the first thing that comes to mind? My quest is to end world 
Hunger. No, I don't know. No, I guess my quest is if I can entertain at least one person at least four times during the course of 45 minutes every day on Nothing Personal, that is my current business quest, to entertain, educate, and inform people on subjects and have a little bit of, of fun at the same time. I love doing that. That is awesome. That's right in line with ours. Next question. What is your favorite color? Red. Nice. <laughs> Good. All right, Brad. All right. If baseball were an ice cream flavor, what would it be? Chocolate chip cookie dough. It tastes so good, and then you get sick if you eat too much. <laughs> That's my favorite ice cream. It's, it's so, so good. good. You're right. Too much is not a good thing. Um, if your favorite ball club were a beverage, what would it be? Grape knee high. <laughs> Grape knee high. <laughs> Can you explain that a little bit? Excellent choice, Radar. (laughs) It's the first thing that came to mind. It's what Radar drinks on MASH. And uh, I love grape soda. I've always loved Welch's grape soda or any sort of grape soda. And uh, I just, hey, we're playing word association. You could ask me anything. Bingo. That's awesome. (laughs) We're going to stick with food for a minute. What is your go-to food from the concession stand? So I don't eat food from concession stands because I was there for 18 years and I figured if I start that, I'll never stop. But I will answer and say peanuts. Peanuts. Brad's favorite. (laughs) I ate peanuts. I ate either peanuts or pumpkin seeds every game for 18 years. Wow. Wow. Did you ever dip into sunflower seeds or just stick with yes. peanuts? And, yeah. I don't like the barbecued sunflower seeds or the jalapeno sunflower seeds, and I don't de-shell them. So what players do, I had some players teach me that you can actually do it in your mouth with your tongue. You can crack it open, split it, and then spit it out and just keep the seed. To me, that just seemed like a lot of effort for very little payoff. So <laughs> it's sort of like when you've got edamame that you can't open. You just sort of get rid of it and move on to the next one. Like if you have a sunflower seed where the crack isn't big enough to get the shell open immediately, then then forget it. I'm going to move on. But I yeah. would eat the full sunflower seeds. And right during a bad time in a game when we were giving up a run or blowing a lead – I always associated it with swallowing a sunflower seed that wasn't chewed properly, and then it scratches the back of your throat, and you're worried about choking, so you need water or grape knee-high. But I'm going to say, yes, sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, peanuts. Yeah. Awesome. I have to eat. I have to do the whole seed deshelling in my mouth, especially like if I'm if I'm coaching now as uh, as a dad with with the son in little league. I have to do that while I'm coaching. I have to do it while I play old man softball too, because it's one of those things where it like separates the brain, keeps yeah. you from getting too stressed and overworked. I, I have to do it that those way. Those little league but. games, man, they'll give you a heart attack. I hear you. <laughs> Don't you worry though when you're doing the sunflower seeds splitting in the mouth, and then in theory you're supposed to spit out the shell mm-hmm. that you've separated. Two bad things can happen. One, while spitting out the shell, you could by accident spit out the seed as well, which means you've totally wasted your time splitting the shell. Or two, you could spit it out and it doesn't go all the way out. And you've got like a sunflower seed thing like on your chin or next to your mouth. Isn't that the worst? I've got I've gotten them stuck in my beard before. Oh yeah, yeah. that's attractive. That must be super attractive. And I always and it's always one of my assistant coaches like, hey, right here, man. Right here. Yeah. 
That's how Brad and I met, actually. I was like drawn to him because we both had <laughs> seeds in our beards. <laughs> did you um, pick each other's seeds out of We your did. Beards? No, it's a very <laughs> romantic moment. <laughs> a tear in my eye right now. Uh, David, how would baseball be different if the Dodgers had not left Brooklyn? Oh, that's a, so. It, uh, I would say the Yankees and the Mets. The Yankees would have won fewer World Series, and I think that City Field never would have been built, and I think that Steinbrenner never would have bought the Yankees. So I think it would have changed everything about baseball in New York. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Yep. What is the best baseball movie? So my number one is obvious to everybody, but to me it really is. I watch it all the time. Is Field of Dreams. I love Eight Men Out. I love Leave Their Own. I do like The Natural very much. Uh, there are some for Love of the Game was fine because I love Costner and you can't go wrong with Kelly Preston. I mean, there's so many great. Sandlot is a great movie, which I enjoyed tremendously. Bad News Bears with Walter Matthau. I didn't like the Billy Bob Thornton or all the Bad News Bears go to Japan or they break training. I'm an original Bad News Bears, Walter Matthau, Tatum O'Neill uh, uh, guy. So there's so many great base. There's got to be way more great baseball movies than any other sport, right? Yep. Yeah. Baseball and boxing are the two sports given over to the drama of cinema best, I think. So, so I was thinking about that. Like Million, million Dollar Baby and Ali and The Fighter – there really yep. are a lot of the Raging Bull. I mean, there's yeah, a lot sure. of good boxing movies. There are not a lot of great basketball movies. I got in so much trouble recently for giving Hustle a bad review, which is the new Adam Sandler oh, movie yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. I just it, it bored me. Like the fish, mm -hmm. fish that saved Pittsburgh was fine. Um, Fast Break was amazing with Gabe Kapler mm -hmm. or Kaplan. Gabe Kapler is the manager of the Giants. Gabe Gabe Kaplan from Welcome Back, Cotter. <laughs> There's a couple good ones. I love The White Shadow. Did you ever watch that series? Mm -mm, mm -mm. That's a basketball series starring Ken Howard. Anyway, I'm old. You guys together are not even my age. I can't even talk about it. <laughs> so what baseball movie needs to be made? If there's a storyline that is yet to be told, fiction or nonfiction, what baseball movie would you make? By the way, Major League. How could I forget? Do you know what I keep next to me in my studio? I don't what? know. Are we on camera? Is this audio, video? Yeah, or... both. Oh, we're on camera. Both. Yeah, go okay. ahead. So, oh, look oh, at that. Are you Taylor, kidding me? That's awesome. <laughs> Jake Taylor, baby. That's awesome. Wow. It's right next to me every single, I keep that if we're going to get personal right now, even though it's called nothing personal. I have that. <laughs> I've got a room list from when we were checking into a hotel in, what year was this? This is the Florida Marlins, probably in 2003. When this was a room list, I have no idea why that's in my desk. Forget it. What was the question? <laughs> Baseball movie needs to be made. Oh, I want to do a movie about Ichiro. I want to oh. do a movie about his work ethic and how he operates and functions as a perfectionist in his craft and how he turned back time in a way that, in a way that Cher never could. And, and knowing from his time in Japan – to his time ending his career with Seattle playing in Japan for those last couple games, what he did on and off the field, because I think people would, would really benefit from understanding that you can be the most talented person in the world, but it's routine, it's hard work, it's discipline, because the difference between people who are 
really good and people who are historically good and people who end up being nothing is work ethic. And Ichiro's work ethic is something that would transcend a baseball story. So I think families would go to it. Non-baseball fans would go to it. So that's the movie I would make. That's awesome. Brad, I'm going to cut you off. I have one more question tangentially. David, Crash Davis or Jake Taylor? Jake Taylor. (sighs) I have to. I have to for several reasons. One, I was born in Milwaukee, and Major League was filmed at County Stadium. It was actually filmed in Milwaukee, not in Cleveland. I didn't know that. Yes. So if you look at the stadium in Major League and you look at the Jumbotron, they forgot because they didn't have the budget to cover up WTMJ, which is the Milwaukee station, which is on the the Jumbotron in Cleveland Municipal Stadium, which is supposed to be Cleveland, but it's really Milwaukee. I had a bunch of people I know who were extras in the stadium during the game against the Yankees. And just the concept, we always felt like, right, I always felt like the Cleveland Indians running teams with low budgets like your Expos and the Marlins trying to trying to win when everyone thought you weren't going to win. And just the concept of the way Jake Taylor bunts and gets that hit to score a run. Anyway, I was about to say a bad word, but I, I, I'm not going to say it. But you may, <laughs> hit like, you may hit like Mays or run like whatever. Keep going. Yeah. Major League. Awesome. Awesome. All right, last one for you. Would okay. you sign a petition to have Rob Manfred decommissioned? That's our word, decommissioned. No, I would actually sign a document to have him extended. I don't think you guys realize that Rob Manfred uh, does his job better than Bud Selig did his job because Bud Selig governed baseball by trying to get 30 votes on every issue, and he would buy votes from teams, and I don't mean with money, with favors. So right. he would keep track, hey, you gotta support me on this, and I'm gonna support you on that. And it was a back and forth compromise all the time. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. It was, it was ruled by fear and, and sort of, uh, just sort of some crazy stuff. The way that Rob operates is he knows he only needs 23 votes to get something passed. So if you're one of the seven against him, forget it. It's fine. You're a no. I'm moving on. And he is totally misunderstood because he's not good at PR. Like he's yeah. not, he's a lawyer. So he's not good when he has a microphone in front of him. And not everybody can be the way the three of us are, right? Not everybody's comfortable in front of a microphone and a camera. But that's not really what he's paid to do by the owners. He's paid to increase the value of their teams and he's paid to keep revenue going and money in their pockets. And he's really good at that. True. I think that's the answer we needed, Brig. Honestly, yeah. that's the explanation we've needed in a lo- for a long time. I really appreciate that, David. Yeah, and we've that's speculated around crazy. that bullet point. We just don't like him. <laughs> well, but let me ask you this: Have you met him? No. no. So, speaking as someone who, when I write a book, I've never said this publicly, but I think I'm going to now. When I write a book, the title of the book is going to be First and Twenty. First and Twenty, as you know, is a football state of being where mm-hmm. there's a holding penalty or something happens where instead of first and 10, it's first and 20. So you have longer to go, but the same number of downs. Mm. Whenever I meet people, I'm first and 20 because people associate me with, oh, you ruined the Expos. You stink with the Marlins. You traded away all my favorite players. You had the team leave, like all of the bad stuff. And they think I'm this ogre, this sort of rude, mean, unrelatable guy. So I'm first and 20. 
but I always get a first down because if you actually meet me, I'm totally yeah. normal. I'm fun. I love to hang out. I love to party. I love to do serious stuff and fun stuff. So the people who know me don't view me that way. So I'm first and 20. Rob Manford is that. So mm. if you met Rob, like he's funny. And he loves to do funny things and have funny conversations. But when it's time to work, he works. When it's time to play, he plays. Uh, he can be absolutely serious to the point of night sweats when he wants something and you're not cooperating with it. But so can most people. Yeah. So he's a great father, a great grandfather, a great husband, a funny, interesting, smart guy. But people don't know him and they don't like him without having met him, which I think... I don't want to be critical of you guys, but how can you say you don't like someone when you don't know them? You cannot like the things they do. Correct. How do you not like the man? That's what yes. it is. It's it's we as fans, we have taken issue with things that he's done with the Fair. league, like especially during the COVID season. Like yeah. that was really frustrating to us as fans that like you had this perfect opportunity to bring the league in and be the only thing to get eyeballs on and to grow the league that way but they couldn't get the deal done, right? Yeah. It ended up getting pushed back. Basketball started. It almost felt like yep. football was going to get started first, right? But and you so, have to know why, right? I mean, they had a collective bargaining agreement they had to negotiate, right. and he had owners sure. who were telling him, if you want to keep making 10, 15 million bucks a year, you better not get absolutely torched on this CBA. So right. you better start now. And mm -hmm. so they did. So I hear yeah. you may not like the things he does. Fair enough. Correct. But remember, yeah. he does nothing. Just FYI, all the stuff that you read or saw him do during the CBA, canceling games a week at a time or doing a 60-game season, he doesn't just sit in the commissioner's office and decide what he's going to do. He needs right. the owners to tell him and agree with him. If he has a plan and the owners agree, he does it. If he has a plan and the owners disagree with him, he does what the owners want. The owners are his boss. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that it's hard for the fans to remember is that we see him, we see him as like the over, like almost like the overlord of baseball. It's like, no, he is the employee of the owners. Like You're he is exactly actually right under them. So we pay him whatever 30 teams pay one thirtieth of his salary. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. And that's right. a fascinating oh. dynamic for him to have to, you know, be out there and get crucified all the time honestly <laughs> i did sucks. it for a living right every time yeah. there was bad yeah. news with the marlins i'm the one who announced it every time we did something good it was the owner jeffrey loria standing there and saying look what i did so yeah that's you know that's when you have a boss that's what you do yeah true story it's true all right let's take a quick break when we get back we have so many questions to ask david about baseball so we'll take a couple minutes we'll be right back Welcome back, baseball family. We're here with Josh Trout. He is an artist. He has partnered with Tops in the past to bring us some of the most incredible baseball art that I have ever seen. I happen to have a print of my own. I'm really, really excited about it. And then we have some more special stuff to get into. But before we do that, we have got to get him into a rundown because that's just what we do. So, Josh, are you ready for the rundown? Let's do it. Okay. First question. First question. What is your quest? <laughs> uh i i revert back to monty python and the holy grail there on that uh yes <laughs> <laughs> so i scored points there yeah yeah you did <laughs> one of two people to get the joke yeah, yeah. but on the art side um my quest 
would be I've kind of made it my goal to get into people's collections, um, especially if I see a super collector uh, for a specific player or team. Then I kind of like have this internal drive, like, okay, I'm going to get in your collection. So that kind of fuels some stuff. But that's just, I mean, that's just a fun part of it. But ultimately, I want to provide um, sports art that people enjoy, people have uh, reminisce about um, their childhood and their their memories. Or if it's, you know, a younger audience, then something that they can afford. I mean, that's, I mean, nowadays I collected as a kid. I can't imagine collecting now, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so doing the top stuff, that kind of helps me in get into that space. But then um, doing the, the artist autos on the reprints and that kind of stuff, you know, I, I try to price them to where I'm getting a little bit of a kickback to make it worth my time. But also it's not going to break the bank where you see some of these cards, that, what they're going for. So. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. My first question is what is your favorite color? <laughs> uh, clear. No. <laughs> um, on serious. What's, what's my favorite color? Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite color? Um, I like, I don't know, man. I mean, I really don't have one. I, I, I don't, I don't lean any one way. To... It's hard to ask an artist that question. Right. I was going to say that's kind of the answer I'd expect from an artist. You yeah, use all that's of them. A great, that's a great answer, actually. All right. If the White Sox were a beverage, what would they be? Um, I mean, uh, hmm, pale ale. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> isn't isn't Obrey, Obreu, uh isn't his nickname like the pale horse or something like that is oh, it? i'm not sure i, I don't, I don't know. know i don't remember i could look it up really maybe quick. not i know okay me on that besides original what is the best sunflower seed flavor mm. i i would i love bacon so i would think bacon but i've had bacon and it's not good i don't like it uh, so i would yeah. go with ranch Ooh, ranch and that's funny because i hate ranch but i love ranch sunflower seeds yeah oh. <laughs> yeah that's been a whole thing in brad's life it's oh, like a it's, whole thing <laughs> like when i discovered that when we did our our blind taste test that was literally life-changing absolutely really life -changing. wow yes yeah my entire paradigm shifted i was like well then what else is there let me hold yes. on let me write those notes down <laughs> yeah, ranch, ranch, and jalapeno ranch by Chinook Seeds is the best one in, in our specifically. Yeah. Oh, that it's does so sound good. It's really yeah, it's good. Really good. Stupid good. All right, next question: Who is your daddy, and what does he do? Um, well, my my, well, my real dad's retired right now, so he 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 basically Sweet. putzes around. That's the best. That's the dream. He doesn't do hardly anything. Um, and he's stubborn and he just uh, does what he wants, I guess. There you go. That's awesome. Which current MLB pitcher would you take yard? <laughs> Probably none of them. <laughs> uh, I never played. I played T-ball. 
Um, but I pretty much stood in the outfield and looked at the, the little clovers on the ground. Um, Preach. So, yeah, I, I played a little bit. I'd sub with softball with friends uh, in the past, but probably none. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. If you if you could assign a flavor of ice cream to baseball itself, what flavor would it be? Hmm. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe Rocky Road because it's for minor leaguers. You know, that's that's a long road to to get to the bigs, and not a whole lot make it. And and when they do, you know, you get an in, in injury, and then you're out. Uh, so that's what popped to mind right away. That's a great answer. That's solid. That's really yeah. good. Okay, you're a celebrity guest on a game show. What is the game show? Oh, man. It's going to probably be something sarcastic or um, or what's the uh, – What's the game show the, oh, what, where they have, you know, five answers on the board? Um, name. Family Feud. Yeah. Maybe that. Yeah. <laughs> With Steve Harvey asking you yeah. stuff. And yes. You have to shut down the inappropriate answers that come to mind. <laughs> exactly. Yes. That would be me because I would think those for sure. Yeah. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I love when they get them on the show, though. Right. <laughs> it just comes out and right. Steve's like, your wife's right there. You know that, right? Right. Those are, those are the good YouTube clips. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. yeah. That's why the show's still on, I think. All right, last question for me, and then one more from Brad. Uh, what is the best baseball movie ever, in your opinion? Mm. Uh, so I had never seen Bull Durham, and people had always mentioned that, and then I, I watched it, but that was literally within probably the last year or so. And and I was like, okay, it was, I mean, it was good. Um, I mean, I was always – I remember watching – uh, feel the dreams and just kind of the impact that had when I watched it. So it, I think it really has to do with what age you are and timing in your life type stuff um, that impacts you the most. But I mean, major league, I remember watching those, you know, those were, those were fun to watch, but I feel the dreams always kind of stuck with me as just a kind of a feel good, just good movie, I guess. But I mean, I I've heard that question asked many times, and I'm always right. listening or looking at what the answers are. I'm like, okay, I'll go, I'll go try to watch some of these. But um, I don't know. Yeah, it's, and I feel like it it depends on what you're going for too. Sure. Oh yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't think there's any wrong answer to that. Okay, last question: What is your go-to food from the concession stand? Well. Seeing how I don't get to go to very many baseball games, um, I probably choose some sort of like just loaded up chili dog or something like that, um, or having a, a good hot dog just to experience what those are. Because I'm assuming each stadium is different in how they're loading up stuff. Um, but I'm a sucker for any burger with bacon on it, too. Or any chicken sandwich with bacon on it. Mm. 
That's awesome. I hear that. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm getting good deal. Off. 